Welcome to the Odds Brothers Podcast, coming to you from the Bentley Sportsbook inside the new Southland Casino and Hotel. Follow the Odds Brothers Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and Google, and coming soon to YouTube. Today's show is presented by Bentley Online Sportsbook. Download the Bentley Online state-specific sportsbook app today from the Google Play or Apple App Stores. Now, here are the hosts of the show, Moneyline Mark. I'm not a smart man. Point Spread Shane. Looks like I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing glue. Welcome, everybody. Episode 12 of the Odds Brothers Podcast. We're recording live here. Southland Casino Hotel in the Sportsbook area. You want to come out and see the show live, we record every Friday somewhere at 11 to noon. Today's a little later than normal. Also a little odd normal is, mm, uh, yeah, Moneyline Mark. Guess where he's at? Not here. Not here, that's right. He's somewhere out in the woods southwest of Charlotte. He is not going to join us for our podcast today, so that's a first, but we traded one not-so-smart man for another. Welcome, everybody. Uh I'm not Partly a smart Preston, man he's not a smart man, <laughs> especially taking that Nebraska pick a couple oh, weeks man, ago. Look, we had to start out the show with that. Come on, man. I know, but you know, Mark tried to warn you. So they were the odd stepbrothers. Yeah, I just, I just had to take the eleven points. Uh, I didn't have uh, the, the Ghanas, so to speak, to to go ahead and go money line. That game was a weird game, and obviously, we've launched into uh, full football season there for college. The pros are coming up in about a week. Uh, so we're we're going to be sinking knees deep in the uh, football action, which is great because uh, from now until really March, end of March, my favorite time of year for just sports in That's general. That's it, sports, sports, and more sports. And more sports. That's, That's right. right. So uh, Preston going to fill in for Mark today. Keep in mind for everybody that's listening out there, especially in the states of Arkansas and Tennessee now, you can do download the Betley app, and you get a $250 risk-free first bet. You must bet a minimum of $10. The odds on that bet must be at least minus 250 or greater. If you meet those minimum requirements, you will win one free unlock bet equal to the amount of your first wager up to $250 should that first bet be a loser. Uh, we hope it's not. But we're hoping if that. it is. And, they, you know, we, we tell you before, but they still haven't figured it out up there at the corporate level. If you live close enough, or heck, if you just want to drive wherever you may be, you can not only download the app in Arkansas and take advantage of that 250 bet, Preston, but then you can go hop the river and be a hermit in the Bass Pro parking lot over there. That's it. Download the Tennessee version of the app. And Guess do it what? all over again. And do it all over That's again. It. That's up to $500 in risk-free bets. You win, you keep your winnings, you lose, we give you your money back. In, in the form of free bets. Right, you get to try again. That's right. So... Well, what's there to lose? And there's football all over the place. So if you're going to start, now is the time to do it. All right. So what we got on today's show, we're going to go over some college football action. Obviously, we had some games uh, last weekend. We had some last night. And we got some basically every day through Labor Day. And then, of course, the pro season starts Thursday, which I can't wait. For those that are involved in fantasy football, I've got like four drafts in three days coming up right around Sunday through Tuesday next week. So... Well, who's going to be your top pick? I just want to know. You know well, just for you mean not keepers? Not keepers, no. I'm in the league I, with you. I just need to know some oh, of the strategy yeah, you yeah. got. Well, you're, you're, <laughs> nobody's going to get it. I don't have this guy. Jonathan Taylor would be my first pick if it was just I had the first pick and the full roster was there. Right. That would be it. The key would be who would be your second guy? 
because some people are saying McCaffrey. I get a little leery because the last two years I've seen people completely burned by this guy and his injury. Right. I had the second pick this year in one of my leagues. Oh, yeah? I took Eckler. Well, that worked out for you really well, if I remember last year. Yeah. What, do you have, like 24 teddies? No, no, that's what I picked this year. Oh, that's who you picked this year, so he'll have 14 teddies. Yeah. Which is still pretty good for running back. Almost won a game. One per game, I'll take. All right, anybody on our Fantasy Football League listening, uh, try to block Austin Eckler from Preston Sands. Unless it's your your keeper, ain't it? Well, no. And remember, I came in second last year, so I've got a long way to go before I get to pick anyway. (laughs) Just want to throw that in there. I came in second last year because of a terrible Super Bowl game, all right, well, you're going you're gonna to be interested in this one, I think, because I, I, I find it funny. Normally every week, which we do, we have a Sweet Treats and Bad Beats segment, and uh, when I read you the sweet treat that Mark sent me, I think you're going to chuckle because I, he told me it was going to be something special, and he was not kidding. Oh, I can't wait. You ready to hear this stuff? I'm ready. Here we go. Well. I thought I was ready. I thought I was ready, too. Oh, okay. It is now time for Moneyline Mark to dig deep into his brain. That is literally the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And give you the sweet, sweet treats. Ding, ding, ding. What do we have for her, Johnny? And bad beats. Oh, that didn't pan out. In the world of sports betting. All right, for everybody to listen to the show when we did our Big Ten conference predictions, well, Preston happened to be part of that, I believe. Oh, here we go. So the sweet treat... And he wants to make note of this. On August 27th, all the fans that listened to Moneyline Mark won big with a Nebraska loss to the Northwestern Wildcats by a score of 31-28. to So, yeah, everybody knows he was a big Nebraska hater on their overall record, their win totals. As a matter of fact, I think he said they were going to do about the same as they did last year. Probably worse. And I was arguing with him. Yeah, up until that onside kick attempt by Scott Frost when they were up 11, and it looked like Nebraska was going to handle Northwestern a little bit. Uh, the wheels came off. So, yeah, he, he wants to give himself the sweet treat today if you uh, happen to listen to him about Nebraska and just took the Wildcats straight up. I remember taking the Wildcats, but I wanted the 11.5 points. And I was kind of sweating that around halftime. So, not so much at the end of the game, though. I think Scott Frost went out a little bit too much in Ireland over there. Yeah, something. The I, I know there's. I wonder if he's really into the Guinness. Right. Kind of what I was thinking. Great, great factory there. All right, bad beats this week. Uh, guest here had bet $500, Preston, on a seven-team parlay. Woo. All right, so he took uh, the game at Vanderbilt and Hawaii. He went over 54 I think Vanderbilt did that total. all by themselves. <laughs> yeah, they ended up doing that. I, that was amazing. I didn't think that Vanderbilt was capable of scoring that many points in three games, more or less one. I think they outscored all of last year on that first game this year. My goodness. So he, he went over, and that was minus 115 on the odds. He had the Baltimore Ravens money line in the preseason. Of course, that was minus 270. Mets money line. There. Yeah, Mets money <laughs> line. That was a minus 250. Twins money line at a minus 140. Florida Atlantic Owls point spread, which was six and a half at minus one thirty-five. The Titans money line at minus one fifty. Diamondbacks and White Sox under eight runs at minus one fifteen. All right, so how many is that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight teamer for five hundred dollars. They all seemed reasonable. Here you go. The Warriors over. Win. Baltimore Ravens win. Mets money line win. Twins money line win. Florida Atlantic Owls point spread win. Titans money line win. Diamondbacks and White Sox under eight. 
After two innings, Preston, the game already had eight runs. Wow. <laughs> at least that, at least the that's guy. Great, that's great starting pitching right there. I guess at least that guy who's in the bad beats that didn't have to stay up all night for that excruciating moment. They just went ahead and donkey punched him right from the get-go. Right. He didn't get, just, he didn't get snooker in the ninth inning. Nope. Nope. Or extra innings where you're just sweating it. Nope. After run, you, you could have went to bed early. Wow. So that was the bad beat for the week on the Sweet Treats and Bad Beat segment. For the Odds Brothers. Sure, for $500, it would have been a pretty sweet hit on the other side of this if he would have got it. Yeah, well, yeah, it would have been. I, he didn't put in there what it would have paid, uh, but that would have been interesting to see. $500, there was a lot of heavy favorites in there, though, so it wasn't going to be extraordinary, but uh, still would have been pretty tasty. Uh, we are going to wrap up the $5 parlay of the week. Uh, well, we did it for 11 weeks, and we lost all 11 weeks. So bar- both Mark and my, uh, myself were under $55 in the hole through that contest. I only for- lost $5. You only lost 5 because <laughs> you played one week. But, yeah, $5 five-team parlay, uh, the game was we had to win at least $200, so that made you take some long shots in order to get to that benchmark. Uh, I was three of five last week with my selections, and Mark was his normal one of five. Mark, that gets you since you want to put yourself in the sweet treat segment. That's right. All right, and uh, the best bet of the week. Now we're going to do this within the pick six segment as well. Uh, I missed mine last week. I was seven uh, out of ten for the weeks that we done it. Mark was six out of ten, and Triple P over here is O of one. I'll do it to myself. I'll do it to myself. All right. So we're going to go through the games this weekend, Preston, the top 25 action that has not been played to this point. That sounds Uh, great. I believe tonight, which is Friday, we got Western Michigan at number 15, Michigan State. Currently, Michigan State, three touchdowns favorite. Over-under is 54. What's your initial thoughts there? Michigan State had a pretty tough team last year. I know – I, I don't see them having any problems with Western Michigan, but especially playing at home. Uh, the 21, I know Western Michigan can put up some points when they want to. I, I still like Michigan State covering not not as much as people think it's going to be the blowout. I mean, they may win by 21, 24, right in that range, uh, but I don't think it's going to be a runaway early. Yeah, I don't either. For some reason, these directional schools in, in Michigan can play a little ball. I mean, they can hang you know, with some good teams. Not that they beat them often, but they can hang with them. Over under 54, I think that that actually is going to go over tonight. I think so, But too. not by much. Uh, you know, Moneyline Mark has uh, actually did some stat research on this. He says that the teams have played 16 times. Spartans have won the last 12 meetings dating back to 1921. Last time they met in 2019, Michigan State won. Guess what it was? Blowout. Blowout. 51 to 17. So he says they cover again this week. I just don't think so. I, I think that Miss Western Michigan is better than they were back then. They had a pretty good, good season last year. So. so Mark found a line on this. I was having trouble finding a line on the Sam Houston State at Texas A&M, number six in the country so far. Um, he says that Texas A&M does not cover the 37-and-a-half point spread, so I guess that's the spread. I couldn't find one either. I think he just made that up. He might have just pulled that one out of his, uh, you know what, uh, but let's say it is 37 and a half. Then and I'm going to take Texas A&M covering easily. What do you think it is, 52 to 10? I don't even know if they'll score 10 points. I think Texas A&M definitely feels they have something to prove this year. Um, they want to get out of the gate early. 
and blow out as many teams as they can before they get to that Alabama game. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I think they cover 37 and a half. I was actually shocked it wasn't uh, like something like 48 or 49 points or something crazy like that. Yes. Colorado State's at number eight Michigan. Now, Michigan lost a, a couple of key members from their defensive squad last year. Uh, 30 and a half is the over or the line Michigan's favorite over under is 61 and a half. I think Michigan may score 61 all by themselves. You think they got that kind of power still in offense, or is it just that Colorado State's defense is that sorry? It's a combination of both, but Colorado State is not very good. And I think, again, Michigan uh, coming out this year, they want to prove that they belong where they are. And I feel like their schedule is going to be pretty, pretty easy all the way up to the last game of the year. So I think they're going to try to climb as high in the rankings as they can before that matchup. So, Yeah, you know, when you got to pay a team like 700 some thousand dollars to come play in the opener, chances are they're not that good. Right. Uh, Mark's uh, notes on this were the Wolverines were 5-1 and one against the spread when favored by 14 points or more last season. That wasn't too bad. No, I'll take those every week if I have to. Yeah, so I'm, I'm leaning obviously that way on the cover um, as well. Uh, North Carolina, number 13, North Carolina State, I should say. Right. Minus 11.5 at East Carolina. East Carolina has been a thorn in many folks' sides when ranked teams come in there. Over-under is 51.5. Any thoughts on those uh, the Wolfpack? I, I think that East Carolina keeps this game very close if they don't win it outright. Um, their offense has been getting better and better year over year. I know they put up a lot of points last year, and I think that North Carolina State coming in has only given them more fuel to make a name for themselves. So I think they keep this close. They may end up winning the game, but I definitely like the 11 points. I'm not quite sure when I ever saw North Carolina State rank this high. Was it Russell Wilson years? It had to have been. Because 11 and a half at East Carolina, like I said, I know it's a little tough to go in there, but to me, uh, the line I thought was a little low for a, a team basically ranked in the top 10. Mark thinks the same thing, actually. He, he had in his notes that a loaded NC State team, and the line is low to him at 11 and a half. He thinks it should be higher, so... My guess would say he's going to go ahead and lay the 11.5 in North Carolina State, but we shall see. Uh-huh. Over under 51.5, that's another one of those things where those teams should be scoring points against each other. That, to me, smells over by probably two ten, touchdowns. Ten points, that's fixing to say. That, yeah. It does sound low to me as well. I think it goes over the. All right, the one that I keep battling back and forth on. I'm, I mean, I'm glad it's under seven because I like Arkansas here, but number 23, Cincinnati at number 19, Arkansas up in Fayetteville. Over-under is 53, another number to me that seems low for this game uh, because I don't see the defenses on either one being that extraordinary, although Cincinnati did return most other than that studly uh, cornerback they had last year. So what do you get get on the Bearcats and Woo Pig Sueys? I I don't know about the over-under. I think Cincinnati's defense will still be great this year. Um, I don't think they can win now that Ritter's gone. Uh, I've got Arkansas covering. Uh, but I've got it a seven-point game, so it's going to be right there on the line. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I Initially, I went Arkansas, giving up the points, and I went over barely. I think it's a 57 to 58-point over-under. So we'll see how that pans out. Uh, number 11, Oregon. This is one of two games that I just find extraordinarily odd. They're at number three, Georgia. Georgia's loaded like normal. It's rare that you see number three versus number 11, and yet – Number three, still favored by 17, 17. points. Over-under is 54 and a half. Where you got it on the Ducks and Bulldogs? Oh, man, this is a great matchup. Um, with Laning taking off to Oregon, they're going to be playing against Kirby Smart. These guys know each other. 
very, very well. Yeah. Um, so I feel like they're going to have to have some trickery and some uh, some new plays in the playbook to fool each other to get through this one. Um, Georgia's defense is going to be good. I don't think they're going to be as good as last year. You can't lose that much talent and still be great like they were. Uh, but I do have a win in this game. I do not have them covering the spread, though. I've got the score at 31 to 20, uh, which, which gives me Oregon in the points and the under is what I've got it at. So you give some credit to Oregon's defense, right? Or you just figure that there's enough familiarity that he can draw something up to slow him down? Well, when you take the defensive man from Georgia and put him at Oregon, it's automatically going to upgrade their already tough uh, it should. scheme there. And I know Oregon went into Ohio State last year and beat them. Uh, kind of shocked the, shocked the country with that one. Uh, yeah. So I feel like they're going to come in and play this game close. They're not scared to go on the road and play. I just don't feel like they can travel across there. Uh, against that team from Georgia and win. But I think they keep it close. Yeah, so two quick things. The Oregon game, we found out last year that you might as well have uh, put out a leaky water bucket and it played better defense than Ohio State did most last year. I was a little shocked on how bad that defense actually was. Number two, unless Marcus Mariota shows up, (laughs) I don't know how they're even – it's going to be tough for me to believe that Oregon's got the the bodies. And I mean – the kind of guys that you need, NFL kind of guys, to go against that defense and maybe get three touchdowns. Right. So I'm with you. I like the under here, definitely. And I think Georgia probably ekes us out late, maybe by 20, something like that. But it's going to be a slow death. It's going to be a touchdown here, a couple of field goals there, another touchdown here, a couple of field goals there. So Mark thinks that uh, Georgia wins but fails to cover as well. So he's at least on, on with you in that boat. That's a first all year, I think. I know. At least it didn't involve Nebraska. <laughs> all right. We're not talking about them this week. <laughs> yeah, so this is exactly right. Uh, Bethune Cookman. I think that's a chef or culinary school. Uh, they're getting paid to go down to number 16, the U, Miami. No yeah. line. I couldn't find one. Neither I, could Mark. I found one. You did? I did. Well, just give me a guess. No, no I did find the line. All I got right. it written right here. All right. Let me. Is, is the first digit four? It is four. Is the second digit like eight? It is. You are very good at this. Is it really? Unless you saw my No, I, I did not. It is. Miami is favored by 48 and a half. Oh, my goodness. Um, it's, I think last year they got beat up by Bama that first game, and they decided, you know what, we're just going to schedule some easy people, get the, game, get the season started, uh, go in and beat up this team by 70 points. So Yeah, this should be illegal. Yeah. Be playing a football game like this. All Mark had is for comments was Miami against who? Exactly. Uh, I'm going to pretend like there's no line on that one. 48, they yeah. they probably drub them that bad, but when they do, and then you can put in guys that are never going to play again for Miami, and they're like ball boys and cheerleaders and section 106 uh, C3. Right, exactly. You, you get in the game, then it gets a little interesting at the end. All right, UTEP. They go to number nine, Oklahoma. New coach, new quarterback, a couple new wide receivers. They're still favored by 30 over under a 57. Where are you with the Boomer Sooners? I am just dropping them right out. I don't think this game gets up to 30 points. You remember Tulane last year? They opened the season favored by oh my goodness, a bucket. Tulane was winning in the fourth quarter. Um, I don't think that they cover. I think that Oklahoma has a lot of questions. Um, you know, with Riley and everybody else taking off after the season last year, I've got them. You know, I've got them winning the game. Obviously, I don't think UTEP can beat Oklahoma. But I don't think they win by 30. I'll, I'll be lucky if Oklahoma scores 30 points for the game. Wow. Well, that makes one of you. Yeah, I figured that. All right, because Mark, Mark has the uh, UTEP will get blown out this game. That's all. 
So I guess he loves the giving up the 30 and a half here. Or right, 30. I don't I, see it. I Now I did. I would give up 30, but I would not feel comfortable about it. I definitely would not take the over. Because I don't know if UTEP's going to score. Yeah. Well, they probably do because everybody scores everybody in Oklahoma. Scores yeah, you're right. If you what am I thinking? about the Oklahoma State game last night, you know anybody yes. can score against Oklahoma teams. All right, number 24, Houston. This was the most interesting line of the whole day that made me scratch my head. They're at University of Texas San Antonio, UTSA, all right, which has a pretty decent basketball program for men's sports, actually. Uh, Houston's favored by only four, being a ranked team going there, over under a 62. So no defense here, evidently, but where are you at on this game? Upset watch. Uh-oh. Yep. I'm taking the Roadrunners plus four. I love them. I think they win at home. Um, I, I don't think Houston is as strong as their ranking looks. I don't think they should be ranked at all. And uh, UTSA had a pretty uh, impressive season last night. Or not last night. Last season. <laughs> oh, they're on the Xbox, yeah. huh? Yeah. All right. I was doing real well with them last night. Uh, yeah, no, last season they had a pretty impressive season. They can score points. Um, I do like the over. Uh, but I think UTSA wins the game outright, so I'll definitely take him with the four points. Wow. Well, that you and Mark are in a boat. He said, I wouldn't bet the game, but if I had to, Houston wins but fails to cover the spread. So you're going to go outright, but even if you took the points, you guys are on the same page. Troy at number 21, Ole Miss. The Rebels are favored by three touchdowns plus a half. Over-under is 57. What do you think? 57? Over-under is 57. Wow. I'm going to just jump straight on the over. Um, I think that Ole Miss wins the game probably 28, 31 points. Okay. And they're probably going to score 41, 48 all by themselves. I think there's a lot of buzz this year in Oxford. I think they're going to come out of the gate swinging. Yeah. And I think they're just going to try to pound as much as they can into this first game to try to make a name for themselves before the season starts. Great year last year. Uh, I'd almost say a little surprising. What, were they 9-3 and three if my memory serves last year? Uh, only losing to the big boys, if I remember. But somehow they make some games a lot closer than they need to. Uh, Mark notes on here that the Rebels are just 7-6-1 and one as the favorites under Kiffin. 7-6-1, and one, I figured it would have been better than that. Uh, you said all you needed to say when it said his coach's name. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are on that one, the Ole Miss Rebels. Three touchdowns. Uh, Preston leaning toward the cover there. Yeah, I like the cover there. Number 25, BYU, is at South Florida. 11 and a half is BYU's favorite right now. And over-under is at 58. What you got on the BYU game? I think that's a long way to travel from BYU down to South Florida to play a football game. Um, They lost their best running back last year. Obviously, he was a big part of their offense. Yep. Um, I I do like South Florida to to keep it closer than 11 and a half. Uh, I bet BYU wins, I think but I don't think they cover the spread. All right. Uh, Mark actually thinks that BYU uh, should cover, but barely. Uh, It is interesting to note that BYU for a schedule this year is actually pretty tough. Uh, I think they take on, if I'm mistaken, they end up playing Arkansas, like a couple or one or two SEC teams this year. So we'll we'll find out what BYU is made of for sure. They might as well move to the SEC. Everybody else is. (laughs) Or the Big Ten. (laughs) which has 18, 16 teams, whatever. Yeah. Rename yourselves, please, Big Ten. All right, Rice at number 14, USC. There's uh, Mr. Riley showing up a head coach. He took the QB and a wide receiver with him. He did. 32-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, no idea if it's white, brown, or Spanish rice. 61-and-a-half uh, is the over-under. I don't think any kind of rice matters in this one. <laughs> nope. 
Um, again, I'm going to look back at the last year when Lincoln Riley gave up all those points to Tulane, and but I don't think it matters this year. I've got USC covering this one really easy. Rice is not very good at all. I don't think they have much of an offense, and I think USC can yep. run away with a game. I do like the under because I don't think that USC will score that many by themselves, and I don't think Rice will score at all. So. Yeah, I think Riley needs to really make an opening statement against somebody to, to justify his two mansions, three private jets, and millions of dollars that he got for going down there. Millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. So, uh, yeah, I think that that one's a stomp. And I was actually shocked when that first number wasn't a four. Right. Yeah, Rice is, Rice is not very good. Um, I, I think they'll keep it, like I said. I think they'll keep the ball, trying to keep him from getting blown out. So I like the under, but I don't think they store enough to – scare anybody no i don't either all right number seven utah they're three point favorites at florida this is actually one of the games that i think the dog at home will cover and win and probably win uh by more than 10 in my opinion here what do you think more than 10 more than 10 oh see i've got it written right here upset of the week i'm right here with you uh pac-12 just does not do well traveling across the sec country especially in opening opening games of the year i think that florida wins this game I don't know if they'll win by 10, but I do think they win the game in the Swamp. That's a tough place to play. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't think that Utah got the team to go over there and just beat up on Florida like everybody thinks they're going to. I don't know. That makes three of us because uh, Moneyline Mark sits there and says the Gators haven't lost a home opener since 1989. Florida wins in an upset. Yep. All right. We're all there together. We're all there. You know what that means. <laughs> I'll just preview that. All three of means us on the same probably, boat. means I should probably take it out of my top six picks. Right? Yeah, maybe. All right. <laughs> uh, where are we at here? We're at Miami of Ohio, a different Miami this time. They're traveling to Kentucky Bourbon Country. They're at number 20, Kentucky. Kentucky, 16-and-a-half-point favorites over under 54. What do you like there? Man, I, with everything in Kentucky lost, I just don't see how they're ranked. Um, Miami of Ohio, I've got them coming in. I've got Kentucky winning the game, uh, but I don't expect too much for them this year. Uh, but I do have them winning this one. I do not think they'll cover the 16 points, though. No kidding. i got a 14-point victory for Kentucky, so I'll take Miami in the points. All right, usually those MAC teams play tough. Right. I mean, you think MAC and you think they're rollovers, but they're usually very far from it. Uh, Kentucky at home, I do think they win the game. I think they win by eking it out. I think they're a 17-point winner this time. Not enough to where I'm going to put my money on it. Not at all. But I think they make you sweat it out at the end there. And I also think the game goes over. I think it goes over 54 for those that like it. I agree with that. I think Miami, Ohio can score. Those MAC teams always have pretty good offenses. Yeah, were you able to find a line on this Wisconsin game at home against Illinois State? I was. All right, is it 30? It's 33. 33. All right, we'll use the 33 figure here. 33. Since you found one. I wasn't able to. Uh, Where are you on the badges? The badges. Um, I actually, I don't think Illinois State can win, but they are 2-2 against FBS opponents, um, and I do think they keep it close. Um, They've got an offense that can score points. I know playing in Wisconsin is pretty tough, but I think they keep it close. I don't think the 33 points is going to come anywhere close to that, so I'll take the underdog and all of those points in this one. Wow. All right, well, I guess uh, Mark found one that I would think was 30 because he says Wisconsin wins by 30. So if that's the case, then I guess he's going to take Illinois State. (laughs) Yeah, he's on the the same side I am. (laughs) He's on the same side you are. If we're using that line, we'll give him the Illinois State if he thinks they win by 30 because that would be not enough to cover. That's right. Um, Dump truck alert. I think this one's a uh, like 49 or 52 to 3 game. Really? I do. 
Come on, man. I, I had to go find where Illinois State was, other than being in the state of Illinois. All right. I don't uh, think they're the worst team in Illinois. That's my thing. I think they're playing. <laughs> Here's another place they had no idea had football, Albany. They're at number 10, Baylor. Once again, I'm trying to figure out why Baylor's ranked 10th. Uh, Mark says Baylor wins by 30. You find a line on that one? I did find a line on that one. He's kind of short. I guess he's taking Albany as well. Because uh-huh. the line on got? this one is 42 and a half. 42 and a half. 42 and a half. Yep. So Mark's taking Albany in the points. What are you doing? I am taking Albany in the points. Um, I like Baylor. They're my favorite to win the Big 12. Uh, but I, I don't think they cover. I think they're one of those teams that once they get the lead, they just kind of let off the gas and coast in the second half. So I don't think they beat them up bad enough to cover the 42-and-a-half, but I think they win this one easy. I just, unless it's 50, I can't take Albany in anything. <laughs> I'm not feeling I'm not feeling like Baylor's going to smoke that, that kind of like a 63-to-nothing route or nothing because I agree with you. They tend to let off when they're up by about 40-some points. Right. But I just don't know how Albany, Albany scores anything. Like, can you name any player? Uh, not, Fictional? Not one single player, but I feel like when Baylor falls asleep at halftime, they may give up one of those touchdowns at the end. All right. Well, here's another big dumb truck uh, point spread. Utah State at number one, Alabama, 41.5 points. Some books have it at 42.5 over under a 62, meaning that Alabama must be favored to win 62 to 10. I don't know. <laughs> what do you What do you think I mean, here? Alabama's going to win 63 to nothing and cover yeah, both yeah, of them? It might be. Yeah, yes. I think Saban picks up 11 guys from the stands to play the second half. This one will be... Yeah. Over and over and taking a nap by halftime. Yeah, he'll be playing guys he doesn't, uh, you know, Fred, I guess, if they do get injured somehow in the game, he'll pull those starters as soon as he feels comfortable. And I agree with you, that should be halftime. Right. Uh, Mark thinks 41 and a half is a lot, which obviously it can be. <laughs> so he, he doesn't think Alabama will cover that. I think they do because I just, I think they win like 48 to 3. Mark is wrong again. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I just don't know how Utah State scores against that defense. No, other like I said, other than the beer vendors coming out to play the second <laughs> half, I, I don't think that, that they have anything to worry about covering this spread. All right, one of the best games all weekend, I think, and another head-scratcher. You think a top-five team in Notre Dame, even though they're going to Ohio State, which is ranked number two in the country right now, Ohio State still favored by 17 points. 17. Five Over, under. That's crazy. 59. Give us some wisdom there. Uh, you heard me talk. I don't have a whole lot of wisdom, sir. Um, All right, make it up. Yeah. I think that uh, coming back, Stroud's going to be one of the front runners for the Heisman. I think that he's just – he's really, really good and can make things happen. I know they've got one of the top offenses in the country. Um, Notre Dame's got some questions. I know they got a new quarterback in, but they lost their best receiver. I don't know where all their offense is going to come from with Ohio State scoring so much. Um, so I have Ohio State actually covering this one. Um, I've got the final score at 38 to 17 is what I ended up with. So I'll take the under and Ohio State covering the spread. Mm. Hey, you're scratching your head. I wasn't reading your notes, I promise. He had me choked up. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me there. I was sitting here as you were saying that. <clears throat> Excuse me. I lose my voice. For a minute. <clears throat> I really oh, choked him I'll up. Tell you why. I you really did. choked him up. You did, and I'll tell you why. So I've got the notes written here. Ohio State, excellent offense that can score 63. I don't know about the defense. They'd probably give up 53, especially against a team. Notre Dame has enough talent, enough blue chippers, if you will. New coach, right? New coach. Yeah. 
So we'll see how that works. Mark has in here. Most anticipated game on week one schedule, which we talked about. Ohio State wins 42-27 to and fails to cover. Well, he got one part right. I just I feel like their defense was so bad last year, and they've got a year under their belt. A lot of the same defensive players are coming back. They had to have gotten better in the offseason. I just can't think they'll be the same, you know, terrible, terrible defense they were last year no, and, make, and make a run at the national championship. So somebody has seen something up there. I know that they've been working hard on defense all year long. They had to spent the whole offseason just doing nothing but defensive drills. So they've got to be better than they were last year. Now I was talking with Mark about this. If you're going to take out a, a really good team, your best chance to do that, if you're a, a good to decent team, is first game. Right? There's no preseason in college football. Right. Yeah, you have your inner scrimmage game or whatever. But if you're actually going to catch somebody by surprise, the defense hasn't had a team that can test them like Notre Dame has. To me, the 17 point on this game just seems scary. Because I think I'm with you. I think it's somewhere between a 10 and 14 point game. But I give a puncher's chance for Notre Dame to cover easily, actually. I, that's just now. Is my money going to go on it? You have to wait and see. <laughs> but in either case, it sounds like you think it's going to be enough to go over, huh? I don't. You don't. What was your final score? Thirty-eight seventeen. Oh, thirty-eight to seventeen. Yeah, Sorry. thirty-eight seventeen. Right. I, I, just, I don't think they can. I mean, like I said, I feel like Ohio State's defense will be a lot better this year. I think that Notre Dame has some questions on offense. Yeah. I just I feel like Ohio State will get away from them. They'll give up a touchdown late to get it. But I still think they cover. All right. Well, here's a rematch from 2019. Number four, Clemson at Georgia State. Clemson's favored by 23 and a half. Over under is 51. What? You want to know what happened the last time these two teams played? What happened? Georgia Tech got beat by Clemson 73 to 7. So that 23 seems very doable to me. Actually, that might be my best bet of the Georgia Tech. What did I say? You said Georgia State. Are you sure? I believe so the first time. Okay. That's okay. Well, Georgia State. Maybe they did beat 23-7, but I still think they beat the snot out of Georgia Tech, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Georgia Eastern, Georgia Northwestern, and Georgia Culinary Tech. What about the Georgia Bulldogs? No, that's a different game. I'm not going to go with that. (laughs) Hell no. Uh, So what do you think? Okay, so it's Georgia Tech. It is Georgia Tech. Uh, plus 23, playing at home. Um, I'm taking Georgia Tech. Really? That, that may be one of my best bets. Oh, my goodness. Here's what I think. I think last year Clemson came in with a lot of expectations. I think when they came out and started playing football, they looked terrible. Terrible. They couldn't score more than 20 points for a few games in a row. Uh, they just – I don't think that they have the offensive power power. I know that they <laughs> – they feel like they're Clemson and they can beat up on anybody, but last year was so bad, and they've got a lot of prove me before they can give anybody 23 points, <laughs> much less an inter, you know, interconference game. I just, I'll take Georgia Tech playing at home in the points every right. time I bet on it. You got it. I appreciate it. We'll give it to you. <laughs> uh, all the action you can handle, probably. All right. Last night, before we get to our pick six and our best bets uh, of the week, well, yeah, of the weekend, of the weekend. Yeah, we had a good backyard, uh, what do they call it, the backyard, backyard brawl. brawl. That's right. Pitt, the University of Pittsburgh, 38-31 uh, to 31 over West Virginia. A nice close to that game. Pitt was favored by 7.5, so guess what happened to you? 
He got snaked by the hook if he took Pittsburgh. Over-under was 51, so that was easily coverable. Any thoughts on the uh, on that game? Or you bought the hook and you, you pushed could. it. <laughs> you could, because if I was laying that, that's what I would have done. Absolutely. That's exactly what happened, and I pushed it. But I, I think that Pitt played every way they could do to lose that game and, and still didn't still lose it. Right, and still didn't lose it. So I don't know if that's uh, that says something good about Pittsburgh being able to pull out tough games or just says that West Virginia choked. Uh, but I do not think that they are ranked 17th in the country. They did not look like a 17th ranked country or team in the country all night long. Um, so I, I don't – I mean, congratulations for winning the game, but I, I don't think they deserve to win that one. I think that they were handed a nice present. Speaking of a team I'm not sure deserves the ranking, uh, number 12 Oklahoma State, 58-44 to 44 over Central Michigan. Oklahoma State was favored by 21.5 points. Over-under was 57.5. They were actually in hand with that game into the fourth quarter, and then Central Michigan rolled off 22 points in the fourth. That's right. We need to talk all about that because it cost me a six-game parlay. My goodness. Terrible. 102 points scored in that game. Are you kidding me? And then, yeah, it cost you. They did. It cost you had me to feel six, good. Yeah, I was, I was feeling great going into the fourth quarter, and then they just quit playing defense and cost me a six-gamer. But, you know, I just – that's the way that it is in the Big 12. People just score points against the defenses. There is no defense in the Big 12. We've known that for years. For years, yes. <laughs> 22 Wake Forest uh, beat Virginia Military Institute or VMI 44-10, so that was pretty handy. Uh, Wake was favored by 33, though, so you had to sweat it out. You got it by a point. The over-under 66.5 failed to uh, materialize if you took the over. Uh, another great game last night in the series of games, Penn State and Purdue. Purdue looked like they had this one. Uh, you want to talk about the, the uh, Brom, the coach of Purdue, probably read the How to Screw a Game Up by Scott Frost book. <laughs> Penn State, three-and-a-half-point favorites, so they ended up squeaking that by. Over under 53-and-a-half, so uh, you get the over on that when you were a winner. But Penn State was down by, f- what, three? Right. Twice they had the ball, Purdue did. Six minutes left and four and change, and threw it. Not burning up the timeouts or anything uh, for Penn State. And then gave them a third opportunity with 2.22 left in the game with two timeouts. And guess what happened? They just went right down there and punched it in. Still left like 50-some seconds left, but it, it was... Cover, they covered the spread. It was crazy because if you watch that going in the second half and uh, you, you thought in the fourth quarter, well, heck, they're going to run it at least, burn these timeouts. They'll get the ball back. They, they drill that clock all the way down. Nope, it's pass happy in there uh, in West Lafayette. So... That's the game Purdue should have had. They're going to probably kick themselves later in the year because that might cost them the, that West. All right, uh, Tennessee, I'll just let you do this one. Oh, you let me do Thanks, man. I get to gloat for just a second. Oh, yeah. Our offense no, looked take am- a minute, man. I know these are your boys. Our offense looked amazing. I know we were playing Ball State, but our offense was clicking. We came out scoring. We got a turnover and a touchdown right off the bat and just never looked back. It was fantastic. And honestly, I'm looking forward to the game next week at Pitt. Uh, I think that with the way Pitt played last night, we should be able to burn up their defense as well. So hopefully a good start to the year for us. I know that last week when you were talking about the SEC teams, you didn't give us the game at Pitt, but I will uh, – right, na- right now I like my chances. I didn't. And, you know, I'd like to say pump the brakes. You know, Ball State is a measuring stick is uh, not very measurable. No. So we'll see. But, yeah, I, I agree. You're supposed to hang basically a 60 on a team like this, and they did. So they did exactly what they're supposed to do. 33 and a half. They actually did it more than they thought. Yeah. Uh, over under, Tennessee almost had that all by themselves. So it was 66 and a half. So 
Congratulations to the Vols. Any early line on that uh, pick game that you saw? I have not looked at it yet. Uh, okay. But I'm sure I will look at it very, very closely coming up here in this next week. All right. Speaking of the SEC, Missouri was a 52-24 to winner of Louisiana Tech. Missouri was favored by 20.5, so they covered that game over under 62.5. That uh, was comfortably over. And then Minnesota 38, the nothing, nada, zero for the New Mexico State, whatever they are. They don't even, yeah, whatever. They don't even get a nickname <laughs> if you get blanked, all right? You get blanked, you get nothing. Minnesota was a 36-point favorite, so you had to squeak that last field goal out to get your cover. 52 and a half, well, New Mexico State didn't help you. So unless you went under, which tends to be the case in Big Ten games short of Ohio State. Uh, right. There you are. I don't think the New Mexico State will score probably 100 points all year long. Probably not. Stay stay on the under on those guys. All right. One last game that I forgot to get to that's going to be just for local uh, interest here. Memphis. University of Memphis is going down the road there to Mississippi State. Mississippi State is favored by 16.5 points over under 57, Preston. Initial thoughts on the uh, Tigers and the Bulldogs of well, I, Mississippi State. I'm guessing that Mississippi State has learned how to down a punt since last year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they practiced it all summer, I heard. Yeah, I had to throw that in there. I mean, that was what a crazy play that was. Um, I, I have Memphis uh, plus the points. I know that Memphis is rebuilding, so to speak, but Mississippi State's got something to prove. But Memphis always keeps those games against the Mississippi teams close. And I think that it's, this is going to be the same way. I think that Mississippi State wins the game, but maybe by 10. Um, I don't think they cover the 16 and a half. And I think that Memphis may try to keep it closer than that just because it's, you know, what, four hours down the road? Yeah. So. All right. Well, there you are. That's a, uh, the recap and the overlook on the college football for this weekend, uh, at least in the top 25, and a, a little bonus treat there with the Memphis Tigers. Now it is time for our pick six selections. Uh, we're going to pick six games that we like the best over college. And uh, here's how this pick six is going to work because it's going to transition into the pros next week. So you can call this preseason pick six. Preseason pick six? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like one free one to get get loosened up, get lubricated. Kind of like playing Bethune-Cookman or Albany? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're, yeah, Preston, I, and Mark are playing against Bethune-Cookman this week, so the results really don't matter. That's right. Uh, but we're going to try it anyway, and uh, you'll get a point for every one you get right, and you'll get double points for the one out of there that's your best bet. So Mark's pick six uh, for this week. Well, he got Albany at number 10, Baylor. He says Baylor wins by 30. I'm going to guess that's his line, but if we're going to lose the, what was it, 33? It's 42 and a half. Or 42 and a half. So I can't believe he got it. He must have been looking at something different. So if he says Baylor by 30, we're going to give him Albany plus 42 and a half. That works. All right. I like it when he's betting Albany as his first pick of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And must must be going in alphabetic order. Illinois State at number 18, Wisconsin. Now he says Wisconsin wins by 30. You got it at? 33. 33. That's right. So we'll use 33 in this case, and he'll take Illinois State plus the points. All right. Number eight, Michigan. Michigan covers by 30 and a half against UTEP. Uh, Colorado State. So, what was that game? 30 and a half is what I got down there. Yeah, it is. You said so. UTEP. It's Colorado State. Or Colorado playing. State, sorry. Yeah, because yeah, UTEP's at Oklahoma. That's the next one. So, 30 and a half. He says they cover it. So, he's got Michigan. Now, he's got UTEP at number nine, Oklahoma. He says Oklahoma covers by 30. Well, what was that line? It's 30. It's 30 so even. Is he, is he saying they're tying? He's saying they cover, I guess. 
All right, we're going to give them the cover. So that means they got to win by 31. Boy, Mark. Must have been really. He's on East Coast time. Uh, Troy at number 21, Ole Miss. Ole Miss covers 21 and a half. I agree with that. All right, so give them the Ole Miss or Rebels. Rice at number 14, USC. USC covers the 32 and a half. I agree with that one as well. I do too. So there he is. And uh, I'll give you his best bet one after we're done. Oh, okay. We don't get to know his best bet early. Not early. Okay. He doesn't want you sniping that. Oh, no. I've already got my picks over here. Okay. Look, it's highlighted, sir. I can't go back on it now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Give us your pick six. Uh, my pick six this week, I've got Memphis. I'm going to take the points uh, against the Bulldogs, uh, plus 16 and a half. I'm taking Florida at home, plus three against Utah. I'm going to give up the 41 and a half points with Bama to Utah State, so I'm going to take Bama there. I've got Western Kentucky, minus 16. I'm going to take LSU, minus three, playing at home. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm going to take San Diego State, minus six, against Arizona. Oh, I thought I had a sneaky one there, actually, because I do got the old San Diego State one right here. Right here, Si. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah, Arizona is terrible. They were terrible last year. I I don't see them getting any better this year. I think San Diego State wins that game by a whole lot. Breaking news. Albany plays at Arizona. Albany favored by three. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, I missed that line. My pick six for this week. Uh, I like Virginia Tech minus six at Old Dominion. Uh, I dug deep into that one. Right. I just, first of all, I thought Old Dominion was just a whiskey. <laughs> um, That's Old Dominic's. Oh, my bad. Yeah. I knew I got confused somewhere. <laughs> I still like Virginia Tech either way. Uh, Oklahoma minus 30. I just don't see how they don't dump truck UTEP, even with new quarterback, new head coach. I just, UTEP, uh, no defense at all. Zero. They'll fit right into the Big 12. Houston, I went ahead and took that minus four. I guess you're going to have to show me UTSA. I know you got into a bowl game, the Alamo Bowl, and it was big and all that stuff, but, yeah, you're, you're feeling a little too good about yourself. I'll show you where they're at on a map. I can show you that. Uh, all right, that's good. I'm going to guess San Antonio. <laughs> all right, San Diego State. I'm with Preston there. I like a minus six. They uh, host Arizona out on the West Coast. And then uh, USC minus 32.5 with Rice coming into town. Uh, you could, I'd probably even take 42.5 if it had to be that. And then I did take Notre Dame plus 17. I don't feel great about it, but I'm just trying to figure out. I, I don't know how much. They probably improved some, but can you turn that defense around and just be great all of a sudden in one season? Same players. A lot of the same players. I don't think you can be great, but you've got to be better. Last time I knew, a, a defensive coach didn't tackle and didn't have uh, interceptions and sacks. and I don't know. you got to show me. And maybe they will. They may. They will. Maybe they will. But I think uh, give me 17, I'll take it anyway. So, recapping, Virginia Tech minus 6, Oklahoma minus 30, Houston minus 4, San Diego State minus 6, USC minus 32.5, and, and Notre Dame plus 17. Out of all the mess that Mark picked earlier, his best bet of the week comes down to Oklahoma. He's going to take the old Boomer Sooners and lay the uh, three or four touchdowns plus there, the 30-and-a-half. Wow. Yeah, I'm glad y'all 30. both went that way. That should be a win. Uh, I didn't. No, I didn't go that way. Actually, <laughs> I, I I got the a different one. I was messing with people, uh, and I'll tell you who it is. For me, I take USC. I just your, don't see with that's Rice. Your bet of the week. That's my bet of the week. USC minus thirty-two and a half. I don't know that they have the ability. Even if they put in second and third string guys, those guys are still better than Rice's starters. That's true. So I don't see that's him giving true. up a whole bunch of points late in the game. What's your best bet? Uh, my best bet was San Diego State. 
San Diego State, wow. Minus, minus six at home against Arizona. Like I said, Arizona, well, they went 1-11 last year. I think maybe they get maybe they get two games this year if Albany's coming to town. <laughs> but, <laughs> we'll see if we can hook that hook that up. Right, we got to make that happen. Uh, but yeah, I, I think San Diego State wins this one pretty easily, um, easily covered by double digits. So, all right, well, there's your pick, your pick six and best bets for this week. We uh, wish everybody good luck. Keep in mind, if you're in the Memphis metro area or anywhere in East Arkansas, West Tennessee, North Mississippi, or Southeast Missouri. Come on down. We're showing all the games that you could ask for pretty much in our sports bar. College, pro, you got it. Come on down. We got plenty of ice-cold brews for you. Some bar food that you'll love. Try to get that pizza. It's one of the best it's pizzas everywhere. It's very tasty. Yep. And uh, watch and see how we do. See how you do. Our uh, kiosks are open for sports betting 24 hours a day. Our windows will be open at 9 on the weekends to handle your betting action. There is no line, no wait right now. That's right. So come on in and get it in. Uh, for Moneyline Mark, Point Spread Shane, and uh, Parlay Preston, this has been the Odds Brothers Podcast. We will see you next Friday and overlook everything we did this past weekend. Get ready for the NFL action. Hope you tune in, and chances are, hopefully, Friday will be our first YouTube show. There we go. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy your football. All right, guys. We'll see you on the flip side. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Odds Brothers Podcast. Are you not entertained? Presented by the Betley Sportsbook. Hey, you want to make $14 the hard way? Place your sports bets here from inside Southland Casino or from anywhere in Arkansas at southland.betley.com. Yeah, man, I'll tell you what, that dang old internet, man, you just go on there and point and click, 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 click. It's real easy, man. Be sure to follow the Odds Brothers Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, Google, and coming soon to YouTube. Keep in mind, in Arkansas, you must be 21 or older and located in Arkansas to bet. Please play responsibly. For help quitting, call 1-800-522-4700.